0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic, absolutely amazing uh, day today. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy as always and continually getting the truth out there on a regular basis. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Be sure to take advantage of the B-Complex formula, last day on sale for over 10% off. If you guys need anything at all, be sure to let us know or give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. And also, too, this is uh, interesting now as more information comes out. This is like a surprise, surprise. People are so (laughs) like, oh, my gosh, this is really actually the truth when it comes to your health and natural immunity. new article and research is coming out now showing that catching a cold might actually prevent cases of COVID-19. Oh, Imagine that your body gets natural immunity when it's actually exposed to viruses and actually builds natural immunity and antibodies against these things. Researchers analyzed blood from 94 unvaccinated. Patients with varying symptoms of respiratory issues. Seventy-four had tested positive for COVID-19. Now it was interesting about this, the scientists were puzzled over why some people seem to be immune to COVID-19. The new study investigated whether pre-existing antibodies from common cold viruses often protects against COVID-19. So they analyzed the ninety-four unvaccinated patients. 74 tested positive, while 20 did not have the infection. The measured level of antibodies from prior common cold coronavirus infections were measured. The same analysis was done for non-COVID patients' as controls. There was a positive correlation between common cold antibody levels and COVID-19 antibodies. What? No way. This couldn't be happening. Yes, it is, because this is exactly what I told you from the beginning. They said higher common cold antibody levels in the control patients suggested a potentially protective effect against COVID severity. And this is something that was – it's funny to me because what they're saying is people that had common cold antibodies and had gotten sick before and had antibodies to it – had stronger immune systems that had antibodies towards COVID virus. This is why we explained to you from the very beginning back in 2020, this whole whipped up virus that they built in a lab was nothing more than a mutated flu virus. That's what it was. That's what it's always been. And so what's happened is, it was it nasty? Yes. Can it get you really, really sick? Oh, yeah. If you basically had a bunch of comorbidities and you're morbidly obese and you didn't take care of yourself, could it kill you like the flu? Oh, absolutely, 100%. But what was so stupid from the very beginning that the mainstream media pushed is that there was essentially nothing you could do, no supplements you could take, vitamin C didn't work, no options that were available. The only thing you could do is sit and wait for them to produce an unbelievably toxic vaccine that they cook up in a lab with no long-term research whatsoever with RNA, gene therapy, DARPA research that they were going to inject into it, and they told you that was the only option. From the very beginning, since we were created, our bodies have a very, very resilient immune system if we let them do what they're supposed to do and if we give them the raw nutrients and if we take care of our bodies correctly. This is why when you're in the cold season or flu season or winter season. This is why you want to limit regular sugar intake. Having a little bit of sugar here and there isn't going to hurt you one bit, but eating it on a regular basis all the time, it massively decreases your white blood cell count and decreases your ability for your immune system to fight off infection. This is one of the reasons why people end up getting so sick a lot of times in the fall. There's two reasons. One, their D3 levels usually drop because it's not very sunny during the winter in most parts of the country. B, most people aren't getting as much fresh air and any type of sunlight from going outside because it's also colder. C, there's also Aspects to people eating much more junk food during the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. People always have this concept that cold weather makes you sick. The idea behind that is something that's actually very new because for years and decades, you look in the past from the Norwegian areas of Scandinavia and of Russia. There was even research that they did years ago where they're actually letting babies sleep outside, really. I am mean, very, very bundled up in the Norwegian areas in the ice cold but kept them protected and let them sleep in a controlled manner to build their immunity. Cold weather. That's why the ice plunges and the ice baths have gotten so popular again over the last couple of years. I've done those repeatedly in the past. There's something you can even do first thing in the morning. It's just taking an ice cold shower, no heat, full cold right in the morning. And I promise you it will wake you up. It's ironic because what it does is it massively increases serotonin in the morning it massively increases awakeness and alertfulness. and actually helps your immune system become stronger And these are the things that we've lost over the years now in such a very, should I say, soft generation where everybody's so apt that the first thing they do if they get a light sniffle they run to the doctor's office and demand. They get on antibiotics and they go on with Z-packs and drugs and whatever they can get a hold of because their nose is running for a day. This is a, this is a combination of reducing your immunity because your body is not properly working like it's supposed to. That's why I've always been so diametrically opposed to very, very toxic vaccines with horrible adjuvants in them because they're not designed to actually make you healthier whatsoever. The research has been shown for years that these shots can massive lower your immunity. They can cause all types of autoimmune issues. It causes numerous amounts of side effects, especially when they're given to young children that don't even have a well-developed immune system yet. I've told you guys years now, my children have not had any shots. I have not had any shots. My siblings have not had any shots, and a lot of my friends' kids have not had any shots. And everybody stays extremely healthy all the time. Almost all the kids I know that I've met, the parents that live basically in their little Narnia world that they keep giving their kids these shots and think they're going to be protected, they all have horrific allergies now. They always have a runny nose. Their throats are always sore. They usually have to get their adenoids and tonsils removed from autoimmune problems because their body's so inflamed all the time from the shots. They have all types of ear problems and inner ear problems and having to get tubes in their ears on a regular basis. And they live in and out of the pediatrician running 20, 30, 40 different cycles of antibiotics up until they're teenagers. It is a horrible model to follow. That's why when you look at the natural approach and what God gave us with natural nutrients and D3 and vitamin C and sunlight and fresh air and being exposed intermittently to ice and cold and stuff like that, it allows your body to develop natural immunity to certain things. And this is exactly what they just showed in this research study that people that had antibodies – From the common cold also had antibodies for covid because again it was a more manipulated virus that they rolled out there to push the real bioweapon which was the shot that's why they've constantly done so much theater now in my opinion about the origin of the COVID-19 from Wuhan and everything else. Do I think they whipped a lot of that stuff up in a lab and they were working with different military and they the bats and all that? Absolutely. There's all types of weird stuff that they were involved in and they still are involved in on a regular basis with trying to make these chimeric viruses and make things nastier and worse than they possibly are and resurrect stuff like the bubonic plague, which makes no sense. They work on this stuff all the time. There's no question about that. But what they've done now is they've tried to take the focus – off the shot and the side effects from the shot, the cardiovascular problems from the shot, and they continue to try to fall back to what? Oh, well, this is what happened with Wuhan in the lab, and this is why they were working on it, and this is why and who's involved in working on it. That is literally only a small, tiny piece to a gigantic picture mural on the wall. That's why you gotta take a step back and stop staring at little, tiny pieces of the mural and look at the entire mural in its entirety and look at it and go, okay, this is what the whole picture was about this is what the overall agenda was about this is why they wanted to get the shot on the childhood shot schedule now as far as with these kids on their emergency use this is why they keep pushing the shot that got a that got approval from the fda to never have to get any significant research done again because it got rna gene therapy umbrella approval from pfizer or through the fda they don't have to go in and resubmit research testing again and do clinical trials for months and months and months every time they boost through the shot they can tweak and manipulate and modify this shot and definitely now if the FDA will keep giving them carte blanche immunity to do whatever they want without any type of human clinical trials just like they did with the shot they tested it on 10 mice 10 mice is what they tested it on and the FDA game rubber stamp almost immediately upon submission so again Understand, it's all about keeping your immune system strong, especially in the fall right now. Making sure you're taking care of your body, keeping your D3 levels elevated, keeping your vitamin C levels elevated. This is why, generally, I I personally, I always take 10 to 20,000 IU's of D3 a day in the winter. But I get my blood work checked on a regular basis. I usually get blood work at least two to three times a year, and so I constantly watch my blood levels of my D3. I constantly take vitamin C two to three times a day. I microdose it throughout the day, so it keeps my levels elevated, and it keeps me pretty healthy. Do I ever get a cold? every now and then sure no question about it especially when you got little kids that get colds and they run running around and they put their fingers in their mouth sometimes and just do what kids do but again on the regular basis i keep my body strong and i try to do everything i can to maintain it so remember that keep strong stay healthy this fall this alleged flu season what they call it and also too during this winter time and make sure you're keeping your d3 levels elevated as you should be what do you think about this this morning
1: Deb? Awesome, that was an absolutely excellent opening. I mean, the reality is is that if we don't keep our immune systems so up, especially during the wintertime, you know, we simply, you know, are gonna get colds and gonna get sick. And the problem is now that the COVID shot, you know, and I know you addressed a little bit of this, you know, it has a system it has a it has a compound in it, whatever they're using to suppress the immune system. And so they want you to get sick, and that's why it's really important this time of the year particularly, especially when it's getting cold. They had like a record snow in Alaska this week, like 64 inches. That's a lot of snow in one fall. Uh, It's really, really important that you keep your D3 levels up, your vitamin C levels up, your potassium iodide up, your zinc up, and I take that every single day. It's very, very, very... Essential for your body to have that, because remember the thyroid gland stores iodine, and so in the, and it's a very vascular organ. It's in the neck, and what ends up happening, all that blood's flowing through the thyroid, and every time it sees something that's not supposed to be in there, it zaps it with iodine It kills it, and nothing makes it past iodine, and so it's a great, great product. But you got to you need about 12.5 milligrams of iodine a day, not micrograms. That's why almost everybody has products that have tiny, tiny amounts of iodine. You know, our nascent iodine is 12.5 milligrams, and it really, really, really works to maintain proper thyroid health and keep the immune system strong. That's one of the often neglected parts of the immune system is the thyroid with iodine. Now, here's the problem with that. If you're drinking chlorine and fluorine or bromine in your water supply, those are all halogens. Well, iodine is a halogen also. So the thyroid can't tell the difference because it's not supposed to be ingesting fluoride anyhow because it's unbelievably poisonous, or chlorine is unbelievably poisonous. and especially you to know better than that, I guess. So if you ingest those fluoride, those compounds, those halogens, they also get absorbed into the thyroid gland. Reducing the functionality of the thyroid gland and make it not work as well. That's why the iodine is super important from a critical standpoint as an essential nutrient. But 12.5 milligrams every single day, the nascent iodine that we have, is a great product. It's really inexpensive and it really works well. I, can, I, just, I can't go on and on about iodine. So you've got the zinc, the iodine, okay, and the vitamin C. Those are the really important ones right now during this time of the year, especially with this COVID mess floating around again. Because remember, you never know when they're going to release another bioweapon. They don't have to tell you when they do it. You know, when they say well, it's going to be released November the 10th or November the 20th, and all these crazy things. Those are all. That's all obfuscation. They're not going to tell you when they're going to do something like that. It's like 9/11. You know, they didn't. Unless you you know, worked at Bear Stearns, I guess, you didn't know about 9-11 happening and you were told not to come to work. I just thought I'd mention that. Or a lot of these other people in the trade towers. Remember, there weren't that many people in the trade towers when the, when the planes hit. A lot of people didn't show up to work that day. Apparently, they had an inside memo like maybe you don't want to come to work tomorrow. I don't know. The whole thing was weird, that whole thing with 9-11. But the point is they're not going to announce it. It's not something they're going to – they'll tell you it's going to happen, but they won't tell you when. 'Cause they have to tell you with a lesser white magic of what they're going to do. But the reality is is that they don't want you to know about it because that stops the impact of the scariness of it, the scariness of it. You know, you don't you don't have the terror associated with it. You know, the terror of nine eleven. 11 me think about it for a second. Nine one one, that's the emergency phone number. Nine one one, so nine eleven, we have the terrorist attacks. I mean it was all planned to be orchestrated that way. That way because we could burn it indelibly into our synapses and never let it forget never, never let anybody forget it. it's, it's what these clowns do. It's all part of their, their Kabbalah stuff. It's all part of their magic that they do. They always use words and numbers. That's why I don't, don't get involved in numerology. Don't get involved in all of that crazy stuff, you know, with, with the meaning of letters and words and all that, because all of that stuff is taught in the Zohar. And just, we don't need to be, as Christians, we just don't need to be involved with all of that stuff. People are always sending me that stuff. I said, don't, don't send me that stuff. I don't want to hear about that stuff. It's not necessary. It's a, it doesn't do anything to edify or uplift me. Now this is a very interesting uh, you know st- story that basically hits the. I, I saw this this day, and I thought, you know this is true. I said, you know it's it's, it's it's that people are going out, and it's the rich man's war and it's poor man's blood. And you know, it's General Spendley Butler said, war's a racket." Remember, he was a two-time Congressional Medal of Honor winner after World War One. They used him to try to stage a coup against, you know, Franklin Roosevelt by Presley Bush, you know, Prescott Bush, as far as the father of George H in order to take over the United States and install a, a you know fascist dictatorship into the United States. And Smedley Butler was called before Congress, and they were going to use him to do the coup. And Smedley Butler basically came and blew the whistle on him. You guys look all that up. But he says, war is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is, only one international, it is, it, it, it is the only one international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and losses and lives. Here's Guns N' Roses' quote. I don't follow Guns N' Roses, but it's in this, it's in this article, so I, I thought it was a pretty good quote. I don't need your civil war. It feeds the rich while it buries the poor. You're power-hungry selling soldiers in a human grocery store. Guns N' Roses, civil war. You know, And it's interesting, whether it's a distinguished general who came to his senses in 1935 after doing the bidding of moneyed interest in initiating conflict throughout the world to fill their coffers with blood money or a rock and roll star 50 years later writing a hit song, about the exact same theme, the song remains the same. The wealthy benefit from war. The poor always die in their wars. And politicians are bribed to continually foment conflict, com- conflict hate and railing against whatever, whoever their puppet masters chooses the enemy at the moment. This is not a recent development. It spans centuries, just as sums of money feeding the military industrial complex are now astronomical. This is exactly what I was talking to you guys about yesterday, as far as how they basically nobody wants to read history to find out what happened. And then he goes on to a very good, interesting thing, and he starts talking about Edward Bernays and manipulating human beings. And he goes, The 20th century began with Butler doing the bidding of the moneyed interests of in South America, Mexico, and Europe, disguised as keeping America safe for democracy. The usual propaganda fed into the masses They were running the racket, just as Edward Bernays clearly laid out in his 1928 book, Propaganda, that the world is run by an invisible government who manipulate the minds of the masses to do as they were told. This is back to the fallen angel stuff again. Butler unequivocally described why we are perpetually at war and who benefits from perpetual warfare. The invisible government, the insiders, run this world and have always run this world. Once you reconcile yourself to this fact that you will be well on your way to understanding all of the major events happening in the world today. You know, they're right. You know, all of this stuff. And, And and that's why, you know, we talk about it. It's all it goes back to the ancient Babylonian, you know, magic. It goes back to the ancient Babylonian religions of the Canaanites and the Baal and all the rest of it. It says it seems many more millionaires and billionaires have been created since World War I. The war Wilson promised not to enter. What a coincidence the Federal Reserve was created in the shadowy back rooms in a secretive island in 1933 by men constituting the invisible government, bankers, corporate executives, corrupt politicians, Rothschild banking cartel, bloodline families. Just before the outbreak of the Great War, of course, it was only great for the bankers and the arms dealers and the corporations getting rich off the blood of more than 20 million innocent soldiers and civilians who died to fill up their war chest with gold. Once the politicians, the bankers, and the connected corporations had the ability to use the central bank to print fiat and fund their wars for eternity, we've had a total century of war. There's no coincidence that the banking of the century of total war coincided with the century, century of total banking, Ron Paul. War against a foreign country only happens when the moneyed classes think they are going to profit from it, George Orwell. Remember what Rothschild's mother said? There will only be a war if my son Rothschild wills it. The money classes profit from warfare no matter who wins, but even better, they profit the most when no one wins, and the war is perpetual. Perpetual war equals perpetual profits. The United States has not been invaded by a foreign enemy since the War of 1812 – the $1.8 trillion allocated to the Department of Defense in 2023 exceeds the GPT of most countries in the world and a self-sustaining mechanism where politicians approve the trillions in blood money while promoting chaos and war around the globe, become multimillionaires and bribes accepted from the corporations, enriched by the military-industrial complex, accelerate the downfall of America by enslaving future generations and chains of unpayable debt, and then they convince the poor to become cannon fodder of their bloody Game of Thrones." Guys, this is a really good article. I'm going to post this. I want you guys to read it in depth. I've read you part of it today, but I just want to say he's absolutely right. It's what it is. The money interests have controlled the United States of America since the Civil War and since the War of Independence. They're the ones who put together the colonies. They're the ones who put together the War of Independence, and they're the ones who put together the Civil War. It's always the same people, and we talk about that in depth, and we try to tell everybody that. But yet people don't see it because they use obfuscation and so many front guys and cutouts in order to get what they want from people who they basically are they're controlling. It's just it just is what it is. And once we understand that, we can start to look at it and see it. But we understand also that, you know, you know, we, we've got a major amount of obfuscation happening right now with the Trump stuff. You, yesterday, an interesting article came out on ABC News. It says the boss is not going to leave. The video show ex-Trump lawyers telling Georgia prosecutors about efforts to overturn the 2020 election, and then they go in here and they start talking about the different attorneys that he had. And he starts talking about all the crazy people who were involved in it, and now they're all turning. Even Sidney Powell is basically is reiterating the false assertion that Trump won the election and all and all and all. Now, part of this thing in Fulton County I'm – I'm not going to read you the rest of it. And Part of it's okay, and part of it is absolutely a disaster. I mean it really, really is. And again, it's obfuscation to try to cover what's happening in Gaza. There's a really good article from the UNS Review, and it says the unspoken elephant in the room of Netanyahu's intent on Gaza. It says the point about the Gaza crisis is that should everyone agree to stick their head in the sand and ignore the elephant in the room, it's easy enough to do. The meaning to a severe crisis is only properly understood when someone notices the elephant and says, look out, there's an elephant stamping here. That's where we are today. Slowly, the West would begin to take notice. The rest of the world, however, is transfixed by it, is being transformed by it. And they start start talking about what's going on with the Democratic Party. They start talking about what's happened with Israel. They start saying that Israel has dropped more than 25,000 tons of high explosives since October the 7th. Remember, Hiroshima nuke was 15,000 tons. They've dropped more bombs into Gaza, almost twice the amount of weaponry and tons of high explosives as was nuked on Hiroshima. What exactly is Netanyahu and his war cabinet's aim here? Ostensibly, the earlier military operation in the Jabalia camp was about targeting a Hamas leader suspected of lurking under the camp, but six 2,000-pound bombs for one Hamas target in a crowded refugee camp. And why do these attacks on the water cisterns, the hospital solar energy panels, and hospital entrances, and rows and churches and schools and bakeries <laughs> – Bread has almost disappeared in Gaza The UN says that all bakeries in northern Gaza Have closed following the bombing of the last bakeries Clean water is desperately short And thousands of bodies are slowly decomposing Under rubble Disease and epidemic are appearing While humanitarian supplies are being tightly restricted As a bargaining tool towards further hostage releases This is a disaster There's millions of people in Gaza It's an open air concentration camp And it has been for 30-40 years It's gotten worse now What is the goal here? I mean we have some hang gliders come in and drop some munitions that were basically told – the whole military, the whole IDF was told to stand down while these guys came in by by Netanyahu, and now they're killing civilians by the hundreds if not by the millions before this thing's over with. This is genocide on a scale of which we've not really seen since Eisenhower locked up over 2 million German troops after World War II and let them starve to death. And then the Russians locked up millions and let them starve to death. This is pure genocide. Outside the parameters of war, where are the women and children, where are they supposed to be hiding, how are they supposed to be getting out of this mess? They're running over people, like I mentioned yesterday, with bulldozers and killing them and shooting them and then putting the tape up on social media to laugh about it. What the heck's going on here? This is an absolutely – disastrous humanitarian effort as far as trying to help these people and it's disastrous the world has not stood against this but why has the world not done anything to israel because it has hundreds of nuclear weapons and its big brother who it also controls the united states of america has part carrier groups out in the ocean that's why if you want to hear the truth and so they can do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it because they have complete support by the american evangelicals the democratic party the jewish leaders in america etc 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 and Nobody gets to touch Israel because they're sacrosanct. I can't believe this. This is actually happening. Any other country would do this. It would be unbelievable. The sanctions and everything else that would happen to them, but not Israel. So strange to me. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You know,
0: I would have more respect for uh, the media and everybody else if they'd actually just come out and say what's really happening right now and what's really occurring. And, I mean, this is a full-blown invasion to rubble out Palestine and basically move everybody out. What's interesting now is there's an article, a document that came out now and it's on metcomit.co and it's also in detail from basically the Israeli intelligence community that's gotten leaked now and this is on behalf of the Ministry of Intelligence and the full content has now basically been published online I'll post on the website you guys can look at it and I've talked to somebody else they said this is legit the information that's basically covered in this and essentially what it was it was it was a full document that got released by the Israeli Ministry of Defense and it's you can read that's 10 pages long and basically you got to convert it basically on the PDF. You can look at it. And so essentially they released this um, what back in, uh, I think, the 13th of October. And what they go into detail in here in a nutshell, it basically recommends that the security system carry out a full transfer of all rel- residents of Gaza Strip to North Sinai as the option. basically remove them from the city and take it completely over permanently the document recommends that israel's act to evacuate the gaza population to sinai to establish tent cities and new cities in northern Sinai, which will accommodate the population and create a sterile zone of several kilometers inside Egypt and not allow the population to return to activity or residence near the Israeli border permanently. At the same time, countries in the world, primarily the United States, must be harnessed to implement the move to take them on. The 10 page document is dated October 13th and features the logo of the Ministry of Intelligence headed by Minister Gila Gamil. And the official at the Ministry of Intelligence confirmed that this is an authentic document. The document unequivocally and explicitly recommends carrying out a full transfer of all civilians from Palestine as a directed outcome of war permanently. They go on to say here that essentially they must be vacated to the south while the Air Force strikes. In the second phase, ground entry will go in to begin and will lead the occupation of the entire strip from north to south and the cleansing of the underground bunkers from Hamas. And so they have in this documentation what they're planning on doing back from October 13th. Over a month ago, they already knew what they were doing here, and it wasn't coming in and basically trying to go in with tact forces and sweep out Hamas or go in these tunnels and this, all that. They planned on completely eliminating Palestine, bombing it to rubble. Cleansing the entire area and basically taking it over. Now, if they came out and they said that a month ago, I'm not going to lie. I would have had a lot more respect for what they were doing right now. Not that I agree with them. Not that I care anything about what these two countries do, but I would say, okay, this is what you guys are planning on doing. This is horrific. This is unbelievably dark, but at least you're being open about it. But this whole crap that we've heard for the last month now that they're going in to basically strategically wipe out these terrorists because they came in on hang gliders and they did all this stuff, it's embarrassing. I don't like being lied to. I don't like people manipulating stuff, and I sure as heck can't stand it when I've seen so many Republicans and conservatives now have this blind acceptance for anything that occurs simply because the word Israel is attached to it. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not for any of these countries go into war? I'm not very pro-war at all. They, again, they're bankers' wars. And then we have instances that occur very strangely, very suspiciously. We got five U.S. Army Spec Ops soldiers that just died in a Black Hawk a couple of days ago in the Mediterranean Sea. You know, right by Cyprus, right? I mean, really close to Israel over there. Strangely enough, it was irritating about this. They said the Black Hawk was on a refueling training mission when it experienced an in-flight emergency and was crashed off the coast. Late Friday night. Now, you know, it's sad on this because of Chief Warrant Officer Stephen Dyer, Chief Warrant Officer Shane Barnes, Staff Sergeant Tanner Grone, Star, uh, Sergeant Andrew Sawhard, and Sergeant Cade Wolf. I mean, and to a couple of these guys are young. I mean, Cade, Sergeant Cade is 24. One of the other sergeants was 27. You know, Staff Sergeant was 26. These guys were young combat fighters. They're spec ops soldiers. They're well-trained. Black cops are usually fairly reliable now for the most part. They've had their issues over the years, but having a you know a refueling training mission and suddenly this thing just goes down right off the coast of Israel, not telling us what's going on with it. Did Israel shoot it down? They accidentally drop it. Did they, some other training mission gone wrong? I have no idea, but the strange thing about this is this is now up to 26 deaths 20, – excuse me, 22 deaths in alleged training missions just in this year alone. Remember, two National Guards in Alabama in February, Black Hawk helicopter, nine soldiers in March in Kentucky, Black Hawk helicopter, five spec ops soldiers down Mediterranean Sea, Black Hawk helicopter. So are we having severe problems with maintenance on these Black Hawk helicopters, or is there something else going down? Remember when the Osprey crashed in Australia with three F soldiers not too long ago, and then three soldiers in Alaska with two Apaches collided? That was a crazy incident. Then the F-35 that just went missing last month, remember, they lost it. Then suddenly they found the wreckage, allegedly, and there's they show you a video of aerial footage, a couple pieces of, you know, a plane scattered on the ground. Oh, we found the F-35 now. You know, we lost it for a while. We found it again. We get lied to 99% of the time about every single thing you hear. They'll tell you what may have actually happened to an extent or a certain occurrence or somebody's death or certain event, but the actual Outcome or the actual, you know, basically rolling out to what was occurring, they rarely ever tell us what's going on because the whole thing's designed to keep people stupid and dumbed down and completely ignorant to the truth. Because once people start figuring out what's really going on, they start asking questions. Just like I said, with the full documentation. What Israel's planning on doing a month ago, if they would have released this document on mainstream media a month ago and Israel said, yeah, we're basically going to carpet bomb Palestine into rubble. You know, civilian casualties are just fodder. We're not worried about any type of civilian casualties at all. They're not even a number we're going to look at. We're going to carpet bomb the city. Everybody's going to be forced out and we're basically going to take it over. They said that. At least they would have told everybody what they were doing, but they would have gotten massive, massive blowback, and they knew they couldn't get away with doing that, so they came up with this whole story, and they needed their theater, their basically cover story, their 9-11 of basically these guys coming over the wall with hang gliders and dropping hand grenades on everybody while the Iron Dome was turned down, while all the quick reaction forces were basically turned down, while their entire security system was essentially sleeping, I guess, and again, this is what you see with false flags on a regular basis also to in other news making it a step further on more excuses from what's going on with Israel and Palestine as a way to monitor control and spy on civilians this is just something in the United United States let me clarify that the governor of New York Kathy Hochul absolute nightmare that she is she kind of Played her hand now showing the New York Hunger Games is alive and well with everything being monitored and how New York is actually collecting data through surveillance efforts on social media to monitor any type of hate speech towards uh, Jewish individuals. The New York governor announced and threw off some serious Hunger Game vibes Monday, says on Zero Hedge, announcing the state of New York has been collecting data from social media platforms in order to combat anti-Semitism following the rise. The announcement came after she met with the state's Jewish leaders. She said, it's painful to me as a governor that I have known for diversity and how we celebrate different cultures, different religions, different viewpoints, and to see the cruelty with which New Yorkers are treating one another. Everywhere from college campuses to streets to schools to playgrounds, even as re-entering their own homes, they are being persecuted. I am immediately deploying the state police to protect all synagogues and mosques and any other place that could be susceptible to hate crimes or speech. Then she goes on to say here – this is interesting. She's been meeting to catch incitement to violence and direct threats to others via social media surveillance. We're very focused on the data we are collecting from all of our surveillance efforts, from what's being said on all social media platforms. We have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken on online platforms. And New Yorkers shouldn't feel they have to hide any indication of what religious beliefs they are. Wow. So she's telling everybody in New York now the state police and law enforcement are now combing and monitoring all social media platforms for any type of anti-Semitism, and essentially they're reaching out and contacting anybody for what they may say. Here's the problem with hate speech and incitement to violence, which is exactly what they say, hate speech and incitement to violence. What's the list of who's judging speech to be hateful? Where's the list? Where's the list of what actually constitutes this? We just have these groups that sit around and say, "Well, that's hate speech. That's incitement to violence. That's anti-Semitism." Well, because because I said so. Well, that's not. Then they can say whatever they want about this topic, but you you can say anything you want, but you can't talk about this topic. It's forbidden. It's forbidden. It's interesting to me because we've watched this happen so many times now throughout history, where you have groups that come in and tell everyone what they can and can't say, what they can and can't do, how they can and can't think what they're allowed to discuss with other people in the privacy of their own home, what they're allowed to basically have contact with and what they're allowed to go out and do. This is not something that's new. This concept has gone on for thousands of years, the ability to control people's minds and their hearts and their actions and what they do. The easiest way to force people into compliance is by preventing them from talking about the truth. That's, that's a fact. If you can go in and you could force everyone to self-censor, and you force everyone that they cannot speak about anything that you do not deem acceptable, you will eventually control the entire narrative because people will be terrified to have any discussions because of fear of reprisal. This was shown so clearly and succinctly during COVID. When you literally had groups on social media platforms that had hundreds of thousands of followers organically, they had built these platforms for years, have their accounts, completely deleted and blocked because they came out and talked about vitamin C and intravenous vitamin C and ivermectin and D3 and zinc stacked with ivermectin for COVID. And they had their entire accounts pulled down permanently. Most of them never even got reinstated. Yet nobody's bringing that back up. Nobody's bringing up the fact that now we've got research studies talking about how if you have antibodies from the common cold – you had stronger antibodies for COVID and, and remotely were going to have less side effects from it if you got exposed to COVID or if you caught COVID. Oh, well, what about, what about these platforms that got devalued and demonetized and completely stripped because they simply talked about natural approaches? Well, we're not, we're not going to talk about that. We, we, we ignore that. It's almost exactly like what Spike Cohen talked about a couple weeks ago. Every time there's an emergency, we're told we can't question it. We can 't wonder why it's happening. We can't do anything in discussing what it's actually going to do. and is it legal and is it safe for the health for basically the health and wellness of the general population it's, it's an emergency we'll discuss it later we'll deal with what's going to happen afterwards. and then what happens afterwards? we have the next con, the next scenario, the next emergency, and that overlaps the last one and nobody ever discusses what happened really in the last one. Nobody ever actually discusses the side effects of what happened when you start making children wear masks and you start forcing people to shut down their businesses and you start forcing people to comply with everything you say blindly. This, again, was ignored. And now, again, we go from the next problem to the next problem. That's why as soon as COVID really started to get hammered in 2022, like people really started questioning it and everything that was going on with it, what they do, oh, we have the Ukraine war, Ukraine war. Everybody has to talk about Ukraine war. Every media platform is covered on Ukraine war. The Ukraine war has had zero, zero effect with the United States and the reality of what's actually with here with us, with health, with wellness, with overall aspects of the United States. The only thing it has done is it's laundered an enormous amount of weapons, trafficked an enormous amount of weapons, laundered an enormous amount of money to Ukraine, and is continuing to do so, and it has been the entire time. There was no aspect of Ukraine conflict that's been going on since 2014 that had any reason to get mainstream media coverage 24 hours a day in the United States in 2022. Zero. There was no aspect of it whatsoever that was needed to even be discussed whatsoever. But yet it was the new thing to talk about. And then you had all the conflict between all the people that wanted to support Ukraine into the whole story. But again, now we're having this entire incitement to violence and hate speech over Israel That now they're using full surveillance with law enforcement to monitor all social media platforms in New York to combat hate speech and acts of violence. Whatever that's supposed to entail because there's no definition of any of that, that's a pretty spooky spot now when you're starting to have law enforcement use social media to combat hate speech in a city like New York that is so diverse with so many people. But again, that's the agenda that they're going to push, and they're telling us right now what they're doing and using for an excuse. That's why the truth must be able to be discussed. If you can't have an open conversation about certain things and say, oh, I get your viewpoint on that. This, well, why, why am I being told this? What, what do you think about this? What's your, what's your thought on this? If you can't have that conversation, you're not dealing – with truth. You're not dealing with justice. You're not dealing with open topics. You're dealing with tyranny, and you're dealing with suppression of free speech, and you're dealing with someone that does not want to address or respect the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in the United States. It's simple as that, my friends. So take that for what it's worth. Continue to get the truth out there, because I know y'all will. What do you think, Deb?
1: You know, Austin, uh, it's interesting to me because you know the Patriot Act and 9-11 was the trigger that started this whole mess with the police state, and you know, I warned my friends back then. You know, when we when we went after Saddam Hussein and all the rest of this stuff, and he had nothing to do with any of that stuff. That you know, this was going to turn into when they did all the crazy stuff with the Patriot Act. And I had a friend of mine who's a judge, and he's Jewish, by the way, and a good friend, a good friend. I've I've loved the guy, known the guy for a long, long time. And he was so excited that Saddam Hussein had been killed. And I told him, I said, but I said, why do you feel that way? I said, the Patriot Act is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, but you know what? These Arabs are bad, blah, 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 blah. I said, you're saying that because you're Jewish. I said, no, I'm not saying that, you know, Islam is a religion of peace. In most cases, it can be pretty violent. But then again, can you say what this Jewish religion is now? And this Kabbalist religion in Israel is a religion of peace. What they're doing to Palestine. I mean, Christianity is the only one that was supposed to be a religion of peace. And you know we've done a pretty bad job because we've supported pretty much every war out there because we do it under patriotism. We do it under we're going to go ahead and support this no matter what. Let's jump in those barges at D-Day and let's go after the Germans because they invaded Poland. Well, Russia also invaded Poland. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about that, do we? If you if you read the book by King, the Bad War, it's a free PDF. You can't Google it. You have to do a duck duck go go. You can actually uh, you can actually look at that book, The Bad War by King. It's been banned on Amazon, so he put it up for free. And you can read it. But Russia and Germany went into Poland, and England only declared war on Germany and not Russia. Ask yourself why that happened. Well, you know, Winston Churchill was a high level Mason, and so was Stalin. You know, and all the different people in England and basically who were Masonic Lodge people, and Stalin was Masonic Lodge, and Truman was Masonic Lodge. Let's just talk about truth here now. And earlier we were talking about, you know, rich man's you know, profits and poor man's blood. The only general that we had in World War II that was really a, gosh, I, I would say he's a real manly manly man, was Patton, and you know Patton came in at the end and said we need to rearm the German troops to go after the Russians. He probably was in action. He's probably dead. He's probably done because he was going to run for politics and he was going to resign his commission so he could speak about what he had seen in the war, and they had him killed. That's my opinion, but I think it's a lot of opinions of a lot of other people. And you know, you talk to people nowadays, they don't know who Patton was, and Patton was very very interesting. He loved the German people. And he kept it. He kept like a whole division of Germans ready to roll, ready to fight, you know, and told me to tighten it up and basically, you know, put their uniforms back on and clean themselves up. This is after the war because he was ready to rearm them and send them into Russia. You know, there's another movie that was done after that movie, Patton, that also worked with George, you know, with George Scott and George Scott. I think it was Scott, George Scott. And he basically, uh, you know, he was basically talking about what happened after the war and how he was killed. It's a very good. movie. You didn't watch it. And it goes into detail with that as far as him going up and inspecting the German troops. They, they respected him so much. It was crazy because he was a real man. And, you know, yesterday I was listening to a video that someone sent me. It was funny. And uh, it, was, it was crazy. And this, this black girl was just, I mean, absolutely yelling about, you know, we need to look at what Trump did right and that she was going to support an alpha male. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, because everybody was talking about what Trump did wrong. Now I know Trump did a lot of stuff wrong, but he also did some things right in the very beginning. I will say that I've never I've never said that about him. In the end, he was completely compromised. But I like, and it wasn't about what she said about Trump that I liked. She said we want to follow an alpha male, and I thought, wow, if I could, if that gets sent to me, I will post it on the website. But the reality is, is that think about that for a second. Nobody wants to follow a beta into war. Nobody wants to follow a guy who can't make a decision. Nobody wants to have a husband or a provider. That's not willing to protect his family. I can't tell you how many times I've been in public and I will see a woman just take complete charge of everything and basically tell her husband to shut up and, and just just I mean just bark orders at him. I told you just a few weeks ago I was at the beach down in Sarasota and we were basically you know, sitting out under some umbrellas and some, you know, they had some people out there, you know, you know, manning the umbrellas and stuff. And this guy comes down with his alpha female wife. And he says, they ask where she's from, where they're from. He goes, well, we came in from Orlando. She goes, don't listen to anything he says, anything. We're from so-and-so. You know, I'm, I'm like, whoa. Totally embarrassed him and cuckled him right there in front of all of us. Didn't care. We were in front of the staff. He just dropped his head, dropped his shoulders, rolled him forward, and, you know, crawled under the umbrella and kept his mouth shut so she could completely dominate him. Now, ladies, listen to me. I don't like it when a guy completely and totally – is mean and misogynistic to women either. But I don't like it when women are misogynistic, so to speak, in a reverse role towards men. I don't like any of that stuff. If you want to have a relationship with somebody, whether it be your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or friends, listen to me, if you're dating or if, you have a, if you're a kid or whatever you're listening to right now, you're trying to find a girlfriend in high school or college or whatever, it has to be 100% reciprocity on both sides and it has to be trust and respect. Everybody's got to work together. That's how. I have, that's why I had such a long, wonderful relationship with Sharon. Is that it was about trust and respect and reciprocity. That builds a relationship. It builds a long, long, long marriage or relationship, not just bossing each other around and being mean to each other. That's the sad part about it is, is that. The alpha males have disappeared because of the testosterone being reduced so much in the general population, and the estrogen being put into the food supply. And these left brain dominated hemispheres that men used to have are turned to right brain dominated female hemispheres of the men. And the women, they don't know what to do because nobody's leading anymore, and they're being forced to take control and responsibility for their families and for their jobs and for their careers and for everything else. And supply of bread. I talked to a girl yesterday. She's getting her finishing her RN degree. She's a really nice woman, and she basically said that, you know, almost all the nurses in the hospital that are RNs, that almost all of them are married, and almost all of them have husbands who stay at home and take care of the children. What in the world just happened? I'm not saying that women can't have a job, and I'm not saying that God's can't take care of children. I'm not saying any of that. But you talk about an inversion of society in which the women have taken control, and a lot of that goes right back to the ancient Babylonian religions. It goes right back to the Kabbalah. It goes right back to the Zohar. It goes right back to all the rituals in the Zohar in which the witches— Led everything and the men basically were subservient to the witches you see that with you know with ahab and Jezebel and all the rest of the stuff in the Old Testament with the prophet Elijah and which this guy was scared to death of his wife I mean scared to death of her everybody was because she was death, that's where the term Jezebel comes from I mean this just like it was a nightmare and so the men can be bad the women can be bad but the reality is we're supposed to walk in love one with another and support one another and do what we need to to make sure that everything works right and that's the key here is that you know, we have to take a look at what's happening in our society and how we've had cultural disintegration in our society and how we no longer have men who want to lead. I can't tell you how many ladies that I've talked to who have said, there are no real men to date. And i talked to so many guys who say, there are no real ladies to date. They're gone. And you see all of this stuff and you kind of stop and you shake your head and you go, wow, they did it. They told us they're going to take over our country through cultural Marxism, and they were never going to fire a shot, and here we are in this situation now. Again, I put a big emphasis on this happening in the pulpit, because the pulpit, and Austin talked about this the other day, in depth. did an excellent presentation on this the other day, Austin went into detail about what's happened in the pulpit and how the guys in the pulpit are not coming out and telling the truth, how they've taken out the blood of Christ, they've taken out the crosses, they've done all the things that they've done in order to circumvent repentance and a true godly leadership in a family, and a true relationship set up by God Almighty through the Bible. They've done all of that because they want to have as many giving units as they possibly can to maintain their mansions and their jets. And I know a bunch of these guys. That's why I say to you guys, and I do it in all earnestly, as, as, as clearly as I can and as succinctly as I can, do not support any TV evangelists unless you know them personally. I mean, you know the individual because I promise you, if you're giving all of your money to these TV evangelists, in the end, if you have to have a funeral done, they're not going to come to your funeral. They don't even know you. I've got a friend of mine right now. He's been giving all his money to one of these name it claim it grab it guys who's like 90 years old, and this, this guy's got a huge following online. And, and basically, he's given literally his entire life savings away because he wanted to believe God that if he gave his money to this guy – that this guy could pray and get him a wife because his wife had been divorced now for over 20 years. And now he's gone through his entire life savings, and he still has no wife, and he's still sending probably 50% of his income to this TV evangelist every single year and doesn't understand that he's part of a funnel system. Oh, I don't like talking about this. <laughs> Let me go on because I know about it. What they do, they drop you through, a, through, through what's called a funnel when you when you support the TV evangelist, depending on how much money you give. And if you send them a check for a hundred dollars, you get dropped through the funnel, and you have X amount of letters come back to you every so often because you are you were a small donor you a small donation. If you start increasing it, they drop you through another funnel, and they start sending you personalized letters. If you give them more money, they'll have personalized letters and they'll do it and have a follow up phone call, and they'll want to pray with you. And if you send them even more money, you'll be getting these personalized phone calls every single week because they know you're good for your, pretty much your entire paycheck every week, and they'll continue to support you. And my friend, I warned him they were going to do this to him, but he is so brainwashed by this TV evangelist who looks like a demon, by the way. He's got, his eyes are like crazy, and uh, he's got, I'm not going to tell you his name. It's not worth it, but the reality is, is this. My friend now basically sits on the front row of these conferences he has. And, and goes there once a year and spends all of his money, and he's still believing this guy's going to get him a brand-new young wife. And the sad part about all of it is, is this has been going on for now over a decade. And even though I warned him – and he's a good friend – I warned him what they were going to do. I told him I was behind the scenes. I knew how they were going to do it. Let me give you another perfect example. My dad, back in the 70s, had been hit – actually, when he was a child, he had been, he'd had a, a stallion stomp on him in a, in, a, in a stall on the farm, and it crushed his hip. And he had basically one leg was like three or four inches shorter than the other leg. He had this terrible limp. And Oral Roberts had contacted him because he had sent some money to Oral Roberts and basically wanted him to come to Oral Roberts to the Maybe Center there in Tulsa to be prayed for by Oral. This I'm telling you a story now. This this is this, this this is I was there and dad called me up because he knew I was a good driver. He said, Can you fly to Iowa and can you take me to Oral Roberts University to the Maybe Center so this guy can pray for me? And because he said that he could basically get healed. And Dad had been sending him money, 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 money. And so I said, sure, Dad, I'll do that. I wasn't saved yet. I was still heavy into bodybuilding, all the other stuff that I was doing. And I flew out to, you know, to, to, to Iowa. I picked up my dad, flew into Des Moines, and I drove them all the way to Tulsa. Now I had a good time spending with my dad. And, and the crazy part of it is I remember that we, have, we were invited to go to the Maybe Center one night to be prayed for. And I remember my dad had been sending this money. They'd been sending all these personal letters to my dad. His name was Ted. Also, dear Ted, thank you so much for your contribution. Dear Ted, and they incorporate that into the body. That's computer generated, even back then. And it was it was the funnel that I was talking to you about. And so my dad's up in line. I'm with him, and he basically Oral Roberts comes up and brushes by him, like you know, instantaneously. It was like you know, half second, you know, whatever. And, you know, and my dad tries to say something, and he was quickly stopped and told he couldn't talk to Oral. As Oral ran down the rest of the prayer line, and, of course, my dad you know, wasn't healed. This is how a lot of these guys do this. Now, I might say that Oral Roberts was a complete and total fraud. No, I'm not saying that. A lot of people told me he was a 33-degree Mason. Is that true or not? I don't know. All I know is this. My dad, the following year, wanted to go back again. I said, okay, you know, you're paying for my college. I'll take you back again. And the same thing happened again. And finally, I told Dad, I said, you're being used by these letters they're sending you, and you think that these are personal correspondence from Oral Robertson. They're not. You know, There's tens of thousands of people getting these letters every single week or every single month. And I said, it's just who they are. It's how they manipulate the system. And that's why I told you that Pastor Reich in the Lutheran Church did such a phenomenal job on Sunday's sermon this week about how the love of money is the root of all evil and how some people use the gospel to further themselves and become wealthy. And so that's what we need to understand here is we've got to learn how to differentiate. Now, I'm going to say something, one more thing too, and this is important. I want you all to listen to me on this because I've learned this with the hard way. The Bible tells us about the law of sowing and reaping. And sometimes you're going to get a you know, 100% fold. You, know, you get a return on your investment. You'll get a bigger return or a 100-fold return on your investment. What that deals with is soil. The best, The better the soil is when you're planting seed, the better the return of the harvest is going to be. If you plant corn in basically concrete, it's not going to do much as far as giving you an ear of corn back. If you plant corn in sand, it's the same thing or in clay. If you do rich black dirt, you're going to have a phenomenal return on your corn. You plant an ear of corn, you may get a thousand ears of corn back. Here's the thing that I'm trying to, here's the point I'm trying to make. TV evangelists and Christian ministries are exactly the same way. A lot of people want to give money to them because they want to have a return, because that's what they tell you. Give me money and you'll be blessed. The reality is, if the soil is bad, and how many times have you read about the corruption in some of these evangelicals' homes? Look at that mess with you know with a uh, you know with Liberty University and Falwell's son, and how they had this open marriage and all the rest that we covered a few years ago, and they were having the pool boy. And I don't, I'm not going to go into that filth. The point is, that's bad soil. His ministry, or he, he was bad soil, Now, his dad Jerry Falwell was a good guy. His son fell a long ways away from the tree. Always look at the soil look at what you're putting your money into because the law of sowing and reaping is very real. That's a fact. We know that with, with farming, but you've got to be careful not to take that out of context and realize that if you give money to a bad organization, you're not going to get a return from it. Period. I'm letting you know that in advance because I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Know who you're giving your money to. If they're not proclaiming Jesus Christ from the rooftops, if they're not talking about the blood of Christ. If they don't have a cross in their church, and they don't ever teach repentance, you probably don't need to give them any money. And I can guarantee you they're not going to be there for a funeral for you. Really important we all understand that. Didn't know how I got off on that topic today, but whatever. I love you guys, and I appreciate you so very, very, very much. And I always try to give these little tidbits that I've learned over the years. Like yesterday's show was a really good show. I've gotten so many emails about yesterday's show. By the way, I've now caught up on all my emails again. So if you want to send me another email, I'm here at AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com. I love you. I appreciate you. Austin, finish up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. It's
0: great info. I mean, it's very important, especially now. I've seen this now, especially this year. There's a lot of stuff now where people and companies and businesses and some people that are unscrupulous are trying to do everything they can to extract as much money as they can out of certain groups, whether or not they're still trying to rip people off in the vehicle market and put these stupid, insane addendums on vehicles now. Which I mean, if, if you're at the end of 2023 and you're paying addendum for a vehicle now, you just obviously haven't learned, and a fool and his money is still soon parted. it just be a fact. And But there's a lot of companies, a lot of organizations, a lot of nonprofits really enjoyed making a lot of money during COVID, you know, and they were getting all kinds of money because people had free money, basically. So they were just, you know, it was free at the time, <laughs> not free anymore. Now we're all paying for it, but they were just rolling in the dope. People were donating stuff and they were charging these obscene prices and price gouging and blah, 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 blah. And it was absurd, you know, and that's why like even here during the health masters, when we were running all types of issues with logistics and inventory, you know, I never came in and started charging, you know, $100 a bottle for vitamin C. Never did it. Even though the demand was high and we were having a hard time getting, you know, Paladin and whatnot, I never did it. Prices never went up. Nothing ever changed. I still ran sales on some stuff on some products because I wanted people to stay healthy. I wanted people to push through that whole situation because it was horrific. But the people that were out there price gouging, trying to charge, you know, $50 for a bottle of hand sanitizer on Amazon, that was just ridiculous. It was price gouging. as a prime example, and it was pathetic to me that so many people were doing that to other people in such a, such a rough time when a lot of people were really trying to maintain their health and we were being lied to about everything but more people were concerned about being you know greedy and unscrupulous and ripping people off well those same people now are, we're trying to figure out how they can continue to extract more money. So be careful of that with some of these evangelists. Be careful of that with some of these other groups. Be careful of that with some of these dealerships now that are hurting because now they're realizing that people aren't playing their game anymore and they're not giving them obscene amounts of money for vehicles that aren't worth it. Be very cautious when you're making those deals right now because the financial markets are definitely much tighter than they were. And there's a lot of cash. It's basically been dried up in the market and the sectors are just tightening up. So be very cautious of that right now. If you get anything, make sure you know what you're doing and you know it's a market that you understand very well also to another news quick news that i want to address speaking of new york earlier on such a dangerous city when it comes to free speech it's also such a dangerous city to defend yourself or anyone else while you have the governor telling people that we need to combat any type of hate speech on social media and the law enforcement needs to handle it you now have an alleged subway vigilante who basically had a new york city apartment he was on a subway and basically John Rote was his name and he was on the subway and essentially there's a 40-year-old woman who's being robbed by a homeless individual who's stealing her purse and trying to take everything out of it and basically was fighting her this John Rowe pulled out a little revolver it's like a little 380 and fired a warning shot basically into the ground in a safe manner apparently over away from the both individuals and nobody was hurt he fired one pop shot the assailant ran off John Rowe got spooked Basically threw his gun in a trash can and ran off. Well, they of course got his face on facial recognition, and he has now been charged with criminal possession of a weapon, class C felony, and misdemeanor menacing this week in connection to the innocent, and to the incident, with a thirty thousand dollar bond. What's interesting about this is now he has had no criminal history. He's never been involved in anything as far as illegal whatsoever. And now they've completely demonized him. And what's crazy about this is they got on national television and basically did the statement on, uh, uh, on Rote's arrest. And they said, we want to be clear. We do not tolerate this kind of conduct in New York City, period. Once again, cameras recorded the perpetrator. And we were grateful NYPD made the arrest and nobody was hurt. (laughs) This is crazy to me. They wanted to say here that essentially there was no life-threatening injuries and that they basically were able to arrest the assailant. No discussion of the guy that was robbing the female. No discussion of him basically trying to take all of her stuff. This guy fired a firearm in defense of this lady, stopped the alleged attack and now he's basically being demonized for doing that. This again is about controlling the minds and hearts of people and trying to change their behavior and making them think that they cannot defend themselves This is a crazy concept, but it's a very effective concept at dumbing down a population and making them think they don't have a right to defense. And that is a crazy concept that has to be dissolved if we ever want to maintain this republic. So I appreciate you, my friends. Thank you for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to take advantage of the B-Complex if you want to get it last day on sale and vote for what you want to see win as well as product of the week. There's a couple of good products that are coming out now as far as they're basically neck and neck to Testo Plus and Vitamin C. Both of those are neck and neck. So vote for what you want to see win on there as well. And also take advantage of the ending sale on the Ultimate Multiple Powder for over 15% off right now. That sale will be ending here shortly. So be sure to take advantage of that. You have an awesome, safe, amazing night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.